Welcome, and thank you for coming out tonight to the church house. And those of you online watching, welcome. I count this a big privilege and honor to be able to share with you something that's been on my heart, heartfelt. I thank Pastor Chris for giving me this place and ability, and also my husband for his support. And um, so welcome. And I'd like to pray first and thank you, Father God, our heads, for including us in your plans. I ask you to anoint me with this message to be from your heart and to fulfill a purpose in your kingdom. We ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, I'd uh, like to say I've been living with this message for a while and it's been changing. <laughs> so it's been a growing thing. So I think I finally got to the end of it. <laughs> so it's, um, we're going to go to our Bible, the Word, and please read or give your attention to this. It's uh, Psalm 46, and I'm reading it in the ESV Bible. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. There, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks <laughs> he, he breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Praise God. That says a lot. <laughs> Especially now. Um, that the reason for this psalm meaning so much to me, is the following. We had just moved halfway across the country to go to Bible school in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Two children and a dog, Mandy. And very soon upon arriving, I didn't feel well and soon found out I was pregnant and going to school also. And in a month or two, we found out it was twins, not just one. 
I'm reading this because it's very personal. I really didn't know I was going to share this, but God told me to share it. So um, the doctor, who was a Christian woman, missions person, said, I want you to go into the hospital for bed rest. But we went, we left that office, and we were new at this, but we went to our Father God, who said, you could trust me and the word you are hearing and learning to study in this place. You do not need to do that. And this was a big new journey, more than ever anticipated or desired for all of us. Little did we know how much God was watching over us and really preparing us in his own way and with his holy word. At this time of a very holy season, And the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, holy, holy, sorry, is the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. A time on this earth like really no other or ever shall. Little did we know how our life would change and be transformed by the word of God. The next time I really needed a word from God to, well, I'm sure I needed it before then, but this was a monumental thing that tied me to Psalm 46. This is when it really came into play. It's okay, they'll stop it. The next, um, I really... Uh, needed a word from God to keep me stable and function. Uh, It was a year later when I heard from my home in Ohio where I grew up that my parents were thinking of separating and or the verge of that, you know. And so I went to God's word to find help in a dire time, because here we were in a new, new adventure, and that just was crushing to me, because my family, it was everything. We had a wonderful home, loving parents. I knew I was loved, and it was uh, very, that that really scared me, and, um, and I was really in dire need to hear from God. And very personally, I needed to hear from him. So I was led to the word, of course, becoming our authority and source. And um, I just needed something to help me to be calm in this new place. And um, that psalm was just so, so... It did that. God's word is alive. It's medicine. And there is no limit to what God can do for us. Or, you know, it's it's light and it's life. And another definition I saw about that, the first part of the scripture about God is our refuge. God is our strength, a very present help is that he's an ever-present help in very tight places and difficult circumstances. And uh, I knew God was helping me, and I was getting peace, or I was feeling better. And it just was so apparent to me that that was God. And I would never... I I have a feeling it's been part of my life for quite a while in different ways that it would come to me. And over the last probably year or two, it just feels like I can't get rid of that message because um, 
It's as if God is saying to the body of Christ, to everybody, you know, the times we're living in, that uh, we need to know. We need to know. And the beauty of having a relationship with our Lord is that we can know. We can know who we belong to. We can know that security of knowing he's holding us up. He's near. He's always there. He's always there. And it is so, it's so, it's hard to describe, but the experience is out of this world. I mean, you feel like you can do almost anything sometimes because you know you're not alone. And in this walk and in this journey of being a Christian, we have an even greater need just to know he's present. And we can know it. But it happens because we want to do our part, too. And our part is to be present to him, to let him know that we can be still, to let him know that we care enough about him and that he's so worthy of all of our honor, all of our praise, everything that we can ever be. And I can speak now, getting at a more mature age, that he's everything. And it surpasses money, anything. It really does. And that it's um, a longing every person has, but they don't know it, or they don't know how to get it, unfortunately. But that's why we're probably here, is to affect people in our world or even people that come across our path that are hurting because there's so many hurting people and um, mm, mm. (laughs) I feel that it's time for the body of Christ especially at Faith Christian Center. This ground has been set here by dear Pastor Smith, Sam Smith, and it's an eternal work. And it's gone through many battles, many challenges. And my husband and I can attest to that, he and me standing with him. But you know, and the others that came before but, you know, nothing's, nothing is too hard for God. And we as a body of believers, I'm talking now, uh, I don't know how many people are tuned in, but this is about the body of believers because we know we need each other more than ever. We need to come to church. We need to be present because if we can't be present or give our time or our attention. I don't want to get on a roll here, but to attend to the word. When Pastor Chris said 20% of people, I don't know how he phrased it now, of the Christians read the word. That really, you know, that's a guidebook. I mean, there's so many ways that we've been around long enough to experience now and that we've found maybe the hard way or maybe not. God has been gracious to us. But it is really everything. The word is God's truth. And it don't never change. Never. And it never will. Because he's the same today Yesterday and tomorrow. He's already said in Malachi, 
that I change not. And that his word is, is so important for us to attend to uh, Proverbs 4.20. But we have to trust God because without trusting God or knowing God, it's very hard to really believe um, and maybe give ourselves more to really let him use us or to know know him more. And he's a loving father. He loves everybody, but he is... But because he's a father, I feel like we're kind of in a war (laughs) spiritually and that we really can assess, we need to examine ourselves. It's all that Pastor Chris and the pastors have all been sharing. You know, it's a process. It's a journey. But um, he has so much help available to us. And it just behooves us to start thinking, hmm, why not try it? Because, you know, he is so good. I'll never forget when I first felt so accepted by the Lord. It's not just because we're in ministry. No. That was, you know, a leading and to give us some tools. But he he doesn't. We're no uh, better than anybody else. He wants everybody to know about him because he's good. He's so good, and I think it's time for us to let people know because there have been so many, um, I'm going to go off on a rabbit trail, but there's so many misconceptions. I remember years ago just thinking, people just don't believe he's good, and, and that's really sad because he is so good, but he's not this terrible person up there with a gavel, or ready to slam you if you do something wrong. His mercy endures forever. They sang that in the Old Testament. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. And so we don't have to be afraid. We really don't. And the enemy has gotten place through some things to introduce so much fear. And the fear is the opposite of faith. And once you have faith in God, or you know you can trust him, it's not a question anymore. Because you just realize, wait a minute, good, bad, God, devil. (laughs) I mean, it gets reduced to, uh, you know, Uh, We need to ask God for discernment to, um, I hope I'm not throwing too much out here, but I feel like I want to help people because I know it's hard. It's very hard, very, very hard to exist now, feel safe, and feel the unction that, well, I'm going to do this. And what I found really, really helped me out was when I was a small, well, I wasn't too small a child, but I believe my journey with God probably started, I went to church as a Methodist girl all my life because my grandmother had gone there, my mother and father, and so it was just natural that my sister and I would go there. And so we were there all of our growing up years. But the point was that that was some foundation. But then I went to a a camp. Someone in our neighborhood said, oh, can your children come to this Bible, vacation Bible school? And my parents said yes, because they lived across the street. And, you know, we went. And I think that's maybe when it happened now that I've talked to my sister, because she said, 
Well, when we came home, my mom and dad weren't too happy <laughs> that they'd actually, you know, invited us to come down and give our life to God. So I really think that must be when it happened. Because I remember being a teenager, I always felt close or okay, and that, you know, I could be who I was and not, I just felt a presence of some kind where I knew God to trust him. So that may have began it. But then in, um, I guess it was 18, I, a course came across our path about the Holy Spirit. And I really felt to do it. So I did it at home, you know, with the workbook and everything and the, and the text. And that just really, really showed me that we don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. I think through history and all the church things, it's been a little scary to some people. I think it was scary to me in a way that of not knowing what he might want me to do <laughs> or being sort of, of a freak or something, you know. And uh, But, you know, he's our friend. Our Father God gave us Jesus, his only son, to, for, and for his to die on a cross so that we could know more about him. And then when Jesus left, he left us the Holy Spirit. And it's time to realize that he's our friend. There are seven qualities of the Holy Spirit. I didn't write them down. Let me see if I can remember them all. He's our comforter. When we receive comfort, when we receive mercy, and we feel that, you know, something wonderful has happened supernaturally, you know, that's the Holy Spirit's role. He's a standby. He's a helper. He's a strengthener. He really gives us strength because he'll help you stand when you don't know if you can stand. He's an advocate. He's an intercessor. And there's one more. And a counselor. Counselor, yes. That is really big. He's our counselor. I can't tell you the number of times that I receive counsel that way. And I know it's not me. And, and it is so awesome to realize that, that he's a friend, and he sticks so close to us. He's near. He's ever-present. He's always there. And that in us, we are a house, really, unto God, a tabernacle. And that makes it sort of holy when you think, especially this holy season, I felt like, wow, this is my favorite holiday, always. But we really have something very precious that not everybody knows. And now they're not really, they don't really know. <laughs> so, and uh, so at this time of year, I really get excited because I'm always thinking, and I used to get up, Pastor John knows, this month and want to share or have something to share. Just to encourage people to get out of our box that this is the greatest time to witness to people or to take any opportunity that God might lead you to or that you feel led to do or someone in trouble, whatever it is. This is a time to think that, you know, it's more normal. Let's put it that way. It would seem more normal um, because 
it's it's that time of the year. And um, so I'm just saying to think about it, that if there's one thing you you could do to um, that might seem scary or it might even seem hard, uh, but if we're really honest with God and say, you know, I really, because we're learning more and more how to surrender and this journey, and all we have to do is take the next step, but why not look out and just see if there's something um, out of the ordinary maybe for you to do or to reach out or to give cookies to somebody or, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Just you, who you are, you're carrying the Lord and you're carrying him. And if we can think of that, we're representing him. We're his ambassador. He will certainly help us <laughs> because he does. That's his business. He loves everybody. And right now, we went to a conference this summer uh, from our school in the region that we live in here. And uh, they have it once a year. And I'll never forget what the minister's wife said because it just keeps ringing and ringing back in me that she said, you know, I'm, I'm really more and more convinced that people, I mean generally, people are really doing the best they can. They're really working hard to do the best they can. And, uh, and we, it's got to be hard <laughs> when you don't have that help. Um, and, and that just said to me, yeah, that's really true. Everybody's in a battle of some kind. We're not alone. And that's important to know. We're not alone. We're like a band of believers, you know? And we can, we can do things, and it doesn't take a big thing, like moving a mountain. Or All you have to do is just be willing or let God know that your heart is open or you want to be sensitive if there's something. Or you ask him, Pastor Chris said that. He said, and I'm starting to do that even more. No, I'm starting to do it. <laughs> My heart was to do it all the time. But ask the Holy Spirit if there's someone to reach out to or if there's someone that's going to be in my path today that maybe, you know, I need to say something to or cheer them up or, or just listen to them or just feel, feel for what they're going through. You know, people just need to know they're not alone. And there's a lot of people who are alone. And um, so it's just a wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So I think... We decided that we would tag team a little bit. <laughs> um, and as you can see, we don't think in the same terms. Um, I think in straight lines. I'm still trying to figure out how she thinks. But she gets there. And that's what's important. I want to go back to something that you said in the beginning, and especially out of the scripture that God has given to you, about God is a very present help in time of trouble, because we're living in very troubled times. And it's hard sometimes to reach out the way you're talking about when our own life seems to be filled with trouble and we're, we're dealing with the pressures that sometimes are family pressures, pressures at work. Right. Just looking at the news every day is filled with pressure. Right. So I want to go back to an incident that you mentioned in our life, our personal life, because I think it's a good example of it. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably remember it. It's when you found out you were pregnant with twins. Do you remember that? 
<laughs> because uh, we had, we were in our late thirties. We were done having children. Yeah. Um, we were in this new adventure, so we sold all of our children's stuff, clothing, gave some cribs. away, cribs. We were done with that phase of life. And on the way out, she said, I don't feel well. And I just said to her, well, it's the stress of this change that we're going through. Um, well, the result of that stress of change is living out in Los Angeles right now, two of them together. They're 42 years old. When we got out there, and as she said, we found out that she was pregnant, and then we found out it was twins. But I want to talk about how God is present, very present, mm-hmm. And a time of trouble. Mm-hmm. And that was a very troubling time. Oh, by the way, we had no money and no health insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, no job. Nothing. Giving up everything to go out there. Give us a lawyer. We had some, sold a house, so we had something left over. But we had no insurance, nothing. We didn't know what we were doing. Uh-uh. We wondered why God had sent us to this place which had no ocean. That was his. It was flat and brown. Not mine. I liked it. And they it. called it green country. I felt I can't nice imagine there. what the rest of the state was like. Um, and so we're out here. I don't even know why we're out here. And we find out this situation. And, of course, it's financial pressure. It's health pressure. It's just we're overwhelmed. We're living in a little apartment with a dog who doesn't understand what's happened. Our children don't understand what's happened. And, but this is how faithful God is. Do you remember what he did? you remember? Okay. Go ahead. You tell? Okay. Um, the, we had the doctor had looked at her and said, "We're either wrong about when you're due, or how many. Oh. How many never entered into our mind. Twins don't run in our family, um, and it's just uh, the pressure, the reality of that suddenly hit us. I mean, we're in our late 30s. We're not ready to raise children. Again, we've been through that. And but the, the day this was a Monday. Remember the day before." Our pastor, yes. Buddy Harrison. Mm-hmm. Remember what he preached on? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell him. It was, it was just, it was like our steps were being led. Yeah. Uh, we were in the church, and he was talking about children are a blessing of the Lord. Thank you. Yes, and that, um, and so he was ministering all about that. And then at the end, he called everybody up who was with child, and he prayed over us. I've forgotten that part. Or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he was, you know, it was so t- uh, timely because we weren't thinking it was a blessing. And we didn't know what the words, well, you know, we didn't probably know that really, what the words said, because we were learning it specifically. And... uh and so it was very reassuring. And then the pastor's wife, who was... Well, before we get there. Oh, okay. So that was Sunday. That was Sunday. So Monday, she goes in for this test, an ultrasound. Now, ultrasounds then were not what they are right now. They couldn't tell you the sexes, but they could count. <laughs> Although we had friends that found well, out they, they were twins when they were delivered, because yeah. one of them was behind the other in the ultrasound. So anyway, she goes for the ultrasound. I couldn't go with her at that stage. So I'm waiting in a waiting room, and I can still remember her walking down the corridor towards me with this look on her face. And she said, it's twins. And this is God's faithfulness in a time of trouble. Mm -hmm. The words of that pastor the day before come Mm -hmm. back to me. And I took her hands, remember? Mm -hmm. And I said, God's word says that these are a blessing from God. We're at a crossroads right now. That's what I could see. And either we decide they're a blessing from God or this is the worst thing we've ever gone through. Right. We get to choose that right now. Right. And we made the choice that we would agree with God's word. Mm-hmm. And they have turned out to be a tremendous blessing in our lives. Mm-hmm. But the point was God had prepared us for that the day before because he's a very present mm-hmm. help in time of trouble. Mm-hmm. Then we get into the pregnancy, as she said, and this doctor, who was a, uh, um, uh, a Christian, a spirit-filled Christian, who actually was a missionary and preached here years ago, yeah. um, 
she tells us because of her age at the time that that she's going to have to go into the hospital at four, for five months on bed rest on bed rest in the hospital. And I looked at her and I said, "We have no insurance." She just started school, and all I could fear is fear rising up in me, because it, the thought was, if we don't do that, what's going to happen? Because here's a professional telling us, she said, because we consider that a twins at your age is a, is a, is a, a, an at risk pregnancy. So again, this is God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. So now we're dealing with fear. So we go to wow. get ready to go to school the next morning, and we were carpooling with several other students, one of whom was an obstetric nurse. This is God's provision. So she shares this word with her. Do you remember, Kathy? Hell yeah. Share the word with her. Do you remember what she said? I do. Okay. Go ahead. Um, She looked at Anita. She was a calming influence. Um, she 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 said, I know that's what they say now, but 10 years ago it was in your 40s. She said, every decade they seem to change at what age you're at risk, but the human body hasn't changed. And those words were just comforting and reassuring. She was a great God had also placed next to us as a student a a woman named uh, Lynn McKelvey, who's, they became good friends of ours. Her husband then, they started a church in Middletown, Connecticut, Middletown, New York, a wonderful church out there. But God had placed her next to her, and she began to give her words of encouragement to walk her through. Again, in this time of pressure and crisis, God was very present. Help. And it got even, even more so because that doctor, the next time in, says, you don't understand, this is an at-risk pregnancy. And I looked at this doctor, and I said, you're scaring us. And she said, that's what I intend to do. And that really startled me. But this is how faithful God is. So we're confused. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. So at our Bible school, they had a series of meetings, and we go to, one of, we go to the meeting, and I'm looking and sitting on the front row next to one of the speakers is this woman and her husband. And all of a sudden, it clicked in me because, you see, I was a professional as a lawyer and as a, as a, as a, as a Christian. And I understood the battle between when your profession's telling you one thing and the Word of God is telling you something else, how hard that is to balance that out in the counsel that you give. And suddenly God gave me an insight into where this woman was coming from. She was, she was, she, she was having trouble understanding that we wanted to exercise our faith. So I cried out to God and I said, we did. God, you've got to do something. Remember what happened? The next you blocked this all out. This is, I understand I'm why. Sure the, nec- the next time we we went in, she comes over to us, and she said, "I have bad news for you." I said, "More?" <laughs> she said, "Yes." Her husband was a neurosurgeon uh, uh, in residency. She said, "My husband has been transferred to a hospital in Chicago, and I'm going to follow him, so I'm not going to be able to finish out your pregnancy." And I said, oh, that's so terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and she said, but I have another doctor for you. Now, this was a Christian clinic. This was part of the, what was the city of faith back then, which was a hospital that Oral Roberts had started. So we met with him the next time. This is God answering this prayer. He's taking care of us. And, and so we meet with this doctor the next time. And she, and she says to him this whole situation. She said, we want to believe God that we can get through this pregnancy without having to go into the hospital during it. And, and he was not spirit-filled. He was not a, a word of faith as she was. And he said, he said, folks, if that's what you're believing for, I'm going to go along with you. And as a result, she went full term mm-hmm. and had those twins without any medicine naturally. So God was faithful. I have to say the word helped. Yeah, go ahead. The word really helped because we probably took a class, didn't we? Hmm? Did we take a class, or was that with our first children? We took a class. That was our first. That was Pastor Chris. Okay. Anyway, and our daughter. 
Okay. But we were getting the word but fed we into us. Do, we, we were getting a steady diet of the word at Sitter, under Brother Hagen's ministry. And it was life-giving and life-changing. And it was transforming our minds. Right. Our brains were being recircuited a bit. Awesome. That's, that's what it's about, you know, with renewal of the mind. But we got that full dose. And so we, we knew all that word we were learning. And so it just sort of cut out fear in a lot of ways. And I remember going to have the babies even. We were just saying the word, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just doing that. And it was like, <laughs> it, it, well, it was supernatural. I really felt that I had a lot of help. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean to be, this is sort of, I didn't mean to get well, the into po- all this. The point is but that, anyway. The, the point is what Psalm 46 says. It's really Is that true. God is a very present, very present. And, he, and his pastor uh, Pastor uh, Michael did such a great job one Sunday talking about that God is always there. He's always with us. He is. And sometimes he manifests himself uh, through other people helping. But the point is God has provision for us, and especially when we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But part of the key to it is at the end of the psalm where it says, be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. Because under the pressure, that's the last thing you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Our minds were running a mile, you know, a hundred miles an hour, and I you know she would because she got to the point where all she could do was get up, go to school, come home, and go to bed. And so we had to do everything else. She just would believe God every day to be able to get up, go to school, and then come back home. And it even got to the point where where God covers your foolishness, because remember we we bought a house, okay, and my plan was because. You couldn't cut classes back then. So I, w- I went to the dean of students, because and, and, you had like five cuts, I think, in the whole year. And I went to the dean of students and said, my wife is, is pregnant with twins, and she's going to need more than five days off in order to have these twins and to come back. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't change the policy. Mm. And so I just had, we just had to go back to God and just put it in his hands. Mm. So we, we were buying this house. We were supposed to close they were due in April. So I have it all figured out. We have a, an April, uh, a spring break. I have it figured out. We have a spring break. So my plan is this. We're going to close on the house. She's going to have the twins all during this week, and at the end we'll go back to school. That was my, my plan. Oh, and, and so we come, remember that, that Friday was the end of classes, the end of a term. We finished our exams. By this time, everybody in the school knew her okay. situation. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were thinking, oh, this will be the time. We won't see you for a oh, while. Because you were having prep, uh, having Because I was probably, uh, anyway. Yeah. So it was already, you know, people were very aware. And I was very big. And that's why I know there was an angel. There had to have been helping me. And it was amazing. Very amazing. Very help. But I, I felt fine. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. I, I really did. I was enjoying the classes, and I was, as far as I remember, and uh, I was learning, and I felt closer to God, and so it was wonderful. But, you know, it's okay because sometimes he'll ask us to stretch beyond what you think you can do. Right. And oh, even now, because we're older, it's like, oh. And remember when Lafayette Scales was here? He said, God said to him, oh, I don't have time to do this. That's when he said that message. I was at home watching it because I had COVID. And I was watching it, and I got it because I knew God had given me that message also. And so it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is so important. And he was saying, but God said, if I tell you to do something, you could do it. There will be time. And I could attest to that. He always works it out. 
He always does. If I'm in a store and I see people or he works something out to talk to them, it's not like it happens all the time, but um, there won't be anybody else almost around, and you'll be able to do whatever. So it's not really as scary as you We can't leave him hanging. We've got to finish the story. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) So this is Friday, the end of a term. Um, She starts having labor pains. And and she gets up with them, and everybody in class knows this. So they're figured she's gone. So we go from there. Even at the even the office knew about it. So we go to, from there to to the hospital, and they this is what the second or third time this has happened. Get in there, and it's false labor. And the discouragement we both had coming out of there because everything was lined up. We had people helping with the older with the two children we had, Pastor Chris and his sister. Um, and the discouragement coming back. Here I was convinced. So now we do close on the house. I got to get the house all ready and get in. And it's like my timing's all off. How I figured this was going to happen is all off. But this is how God helps you. Because remember, she can't cut any more classes. Was it three weeks later? Uh Kenneth Copeland came, and they shut the school down for a week to have a conference with Kenneth Copeland. And it was unplanned. that first day, she goes into labor, and she has the twins. Now, as I look back on my plan, if we had moved into that house, and she had had the twins all in that one week, I wouldn't be standing here today. I don't know what would have happened to me. But God knew better than my plans, and God was working with us. So he was a very present help in time of need. Sometimes doing it ways we didn't want to have that done. Right, or we, we wanted didn't it understand. Done then, but he knew better than what we wanted because ultimately that's we were good. trusting. Trusting, that's it, because that's what's coming to me. You see, if we just trust him, because he'll put you in a situation and you think, what? Uh, you know, I'm being punished. What is this, you know? But it's like, he knows what, okay, it's about trusting him. Mm-hmm. Because then he said to me, you may not understand this, but you just, and I mean, he told me that, so I would know that it's okay. Because he said, but it still means I'm working, things are moving forward, but you just can't see it. And if you can't figure it out, you probably won't be able to you got to just trust me. And that's what he told me. So I think, you know, as we grow in the Lord, he's going to ask us to... Ah, and under pressure And like realize that, you really can do things you don't think you can do. A very present help mm-hmm. in time of trouble. Mm-hmm. But in time of trouble, the hardest thing to do is, sit st- is stand still. Mm-hmm. Because we want to do something. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. this compulsion, I've got to do something. Right. I, this is a discussion we frequently have. Yes. Well, you got to do something. I said, go ahead. What are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. And part of it, I think, God gets us into places where we realize we're not in control. And that's one of the hardest things for us to learn. Mm-hmm. I did a study, uh, a course on C.S. Lewis, not this summer, but last summer. And he has two books on pain and suffering. And it's a long story to go into the difference of the two books. But the ultimate point he makes is that Suffering, difficult challenges are often to show us we're not in the control we think we are. Because somehow, see, there I was in this situation. Well, I figured out how this is going to happen, and I can use my energy and my youth compared to where I am now to move into the house, get it ready, take her to the hospital, bring the twins home, and, and, and feeding them during the night was a long process. Um, and, 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 and do all that, and I can do all that, and God knew better than that and protected me from our my foolishness so but the key is when you find yourself in that sometimes it's suddenly some things right. suddenly just are leashed on you right maybe it's a financial thing or it's a, a health issue sudden report that's that's brings that fear to you like that doctor mm. was did try intentionally trying to do to us and i understand why she was trying to get our attention and she may have thought we were foolish faith people that just, you know, we're going to do something foolish and stupid, and she's trying to get our attention. 
but what we're learning is, okay, I understand that, but in the middle of all of this, we're going to be still and know that God is here with us and that God has an answer. And sometimes you don't see that answer right away, and that's where we have to grow in, in faith. One of the things God's been dealing with me lately is that I need more patience in the things that I'm asking him to do because when I don't see it, sometimes I get impatient. And I know I'm the only person here that does that. Um, but, but it's learning to be still, that's one part, but to know that I'm God. Yes. The book of Job is an amazing book. It's, it, 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 it can be confusing, it can be frustrating, it can be hard to go through. But one of the amazing things in Job, Job is a story of man about his whole life got turned upside down in just a couple of days, and he lost everything except his wife, and she was the one thing he may have... Been, I won't say that. Anyway, she kept telling him to curse God and die. And, and he goes... His friends come over. His friends are all debating why this happened to him. And they're arguing about why it happened, why it happened, how it happened. Because Job was a, an upright man. And, 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 and he avoided evil by God's own testimony about him. But, but there's all this debate about why it's happening, why it's happening, why it's happening... And at the end, after like 36 chapters of this, finally God shows up on the scene and God begins to ask him questions like, where were you when I did this? Where were you when I formed the earth? Where were you when I hung the skies? Can you do this? Can you do that? And the amazing thing is at the end of God's discussion with Job, he never answers why this happened. And I believe that's because the why is not so important to God. What God was doing with Job, what God was doing with us, is reminding us who he is. Because when we start questioning, when we start getting upset, when we start demanding things, that's because we've forgotten who God is and who we are without him. Right. And that's why the psalmist says, be still, still. don't panic, but know that I'm God. I'm a God who's got an answer for you. I'm a God who's in very present help in a time of trouble. And whatever it is you're going through right now is not too big for me. It's not too hard for me. But the one thing I can't do is to get you to be still and get you to remember who I am, which is why I'm learning how important it is to get up in the morning and be thankful. No matter how I feel, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what things look like in the news, is to be thankful for who, who God is and what he's done for me. And in order to do that, all you've got to do is look at the cross and see what God was willing to pay for you, what he did pay for you. And how can we not be thankful and grateful? How can we, how can we look at anything else? I was reading a book this summer about, about the Psalms, and it raises the same issue. Just people cry, well, why did this happen to me? As if we have a right to expect that nothing bad's ever going to happen to us. And this writer's answer was, why do you think you have a right that wouldn't happen to you? We're living in a fallen world, and we still are dealing with a, a, a part of our nature that's fallen. Mm-hmm. So it's making that adjustment, and that's one of the things I think is powerful in that psalm. God's a very present help, very present help in time of trouble. But we have to be still and remember that he is God, right? And that's what we've, I would love to say we've learned it because we're still learning it in situations. We're still dealing with situations in our life. Not, not twins, right? Okay, no, okay. We're, sometimes you're dealing with children though still. We're still dealing with issues in our life and just changes by the transition we've gone through and having to remember that no matter what's going on, to be still and know that God is there He's present, and he's a very great help in the difficult times that you're going through. You want to say something? I think I would say, just sum it up, that God never changes. And it's to realize his faithfulness and that when you know he's never going to leave you never forsake you never say bye I don't like what you're doing now bye bye no that's that's a faithfulness that we would not know would we no I don't think so 
But you know, that's something to depend on, or that's something to really value. And that's why just taking a step or hesitating when these pressures come of life. I learned this from a friend of mine in Tulsa. She said, I learn now, and boy, when I heard that, I really, really is meaningful. When these things come, don't just all of a sudden jump or decide, what do I have to do? No, you hesitate. You wait a little. And then... You're going to hear the voice in you of the Holy Spirit, or you're going to get some information that will lead you to what you should do. And that's really true. And a lot of this is practicing, Mm -hmm. because that was the other thing she was telling me, that it's like, okay, God told me, she said, refocus, you know, we, we were going to walk this way, take up our cross, and walk this way. But it doesn't always go that way. But we got to be kind to ourselves, right? Because God is. He understands that, yeah, he does. And that's why there's mercy. But then to just refocus, come back, it's like we're practicing, we're learning. We're practicing like a child. You know, they fall down, but they get back up again. And I think that's it. As a body of believers, we've got to realize we've got to keep that kind of fight that we're not going to just run off. I was reading Psalm 27 the other day, and in the beginning, it's amazing, in the Passion Bible, Lord, I, I'm not going to run away from you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. Or, you know, it's like in our heart, can we make, can we make, that's why I want my heart to encourage or exhort people to just trust him enough to give him more of your heart, to find those places, yeah. Mm-hmm where we know we're not, you know, it's just a It's word. really in those, I like, that's good, because it's, it's really in those, you learn quiet. whatever you're going through right now, whatever hard place you may be facing or going through right now, to learn that's an opportunity to watch what God will do. They're not comfortable to us. We'd much rather live without any challenges, never having to exercise our faith, but we don't grow that way. But we've grown more in our knowledge of who God is and his knowledge of his love for us by going through the difficult challenges because it's in those challenges he's able to show us his love for us and his faithfulness to us because that's when we truly will turn, will turn to him. So whatever you're going through, look at that. Look at the opportunities that are in there to learn to be still and to know he's God and that he's a very present help in time of trouble. We want to, I want to close by praying. We'll pray, I want to pray for you and for anybody that's maybe watching still online. For whatever you may be going through, and sometimes it's like we didn't know what we would be going through, but God was there preparing ahead of time for us. Father, we come to you tonight, and well, we thank you for your faithfulness. Every one of us here tonight, if had the time, could give testimonies over and over again of how faithful that you have been to us. But sometimes, Father, in the day-in and day-out challenges that we go through, in the day-in, day-out unrelenting news that's out there in the world and the struggles sometimes in our own life, it's easy to forget about your faithfulness. So, Father, forgive us when we forget and help us to refocus. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit who does that. We pray right now, and even I pray right now for everybody that's here whatever they may be facing now or may be around the corner that they're not aware of. Father, this word is being spoken to them and placed and sown into their heart tonight for the Holy Spirit to take and apply in these situations 
in our life to just remember who you are, that you are almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, and that there's nothing that's even difficult for you, and that you are here with us in every situation. You've never leave us or forsake us. You promise to be faithful to us. But Lord, we need to grow in our confidence that we can be still. Help us to surrender the control of our life. Help us to surrender our, 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 our flesh that wants to work out our own answers and wants to be in control and wants to know ahead of time what's going to happen. And help us to continue to learn to trust you every day of our life, every moment of every day. And we thank you in advance, Father, for the wonderful ways that you're able to come through. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. God bless you. Thank you for tonight yes, and being a thank team. you.